Hello and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies with your speaker, Chris McCann. If you'd like more information or to hear more studies, visit our website at www.ebiblefellowship.com. And now, with your evening Bible study, here's Chris McCann. Good evening and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Bible Study in the Book of Revelation. Tonight is study number four of Revelation chapter 11, and we're continuing to read the first three verses. There was given me a reed like unto a rod, and the angels stood, saying, Rise, and measure the temple of God and the altar, and them that worship therein. But the court which is without the temple, leave out, and measure it not. For it is given unto the Gentiles, and the holy city shall they tread underfoot forty and two months. And I'll give power unto my two witnesses, and they shall prophesy a thousand two hundred and threescore days clothed in sackcloth. Now, we were discussing last Bible study that uh, the 42 months period can only identify with the entire duration of the Great Tribulation period. We know since Revelation 13 has the same 42-month reference um, in connection with the beast, it was given him to continue for 42 months and that he overcame the the saints. And then uh, we find in Revelation 11, verse 7, that the beast ascends out of the bottomless pit, makes war against them, the two witnesses, and shall overcome them and kill them, which matches the language in Revelation 13. And the only point that the beast ascends out of the bottomless pit is upon his loosing when the Lord Jesus loosed him after the figurative thousand years which um, represented the church age, the 1955 years of the church age. And then in 1988 AD, Satan was loosed and immediately, uh, as it's been his constant um, focus, he went into the churches and took his seat as the man of sin. And in doing so, as God's spirit left and departed out of the church, he overcame the camp of the saints. He overcame the holy city. And and he continued in that situation for 42 months, a figure to represent the actual time of 23 years from May 21, 1988, the, the end of the church age, the beginning of the judgment on the house of God until May 21, 2011, 8,400 days, a full, exact 23-year period. Well, then it goes on to say here in verse 3 of Revelation chapter 11, And I will give power unto my two witnesses, and they shall prophesy a thousand two hundred and threescore days clothed in sackcloth. We're going to look at the first part of the, this verse. I will give power unto my two witnesses. Who are the two witnesses? A lot of the misunderstanding and confusion concerning the, the death of the two witnesses when they finish their testimony and they're overcome and killed, uh, a lot of the misunderstanding is due 
to um, an improper understanding of the two witnesses. People think it is them. They think the true believers are the two witnesses. And that is not the case. The true believers identify with the two witnesses, but the two witnesses are not the true believers. Well, who are they then? Well, first of all, we know that they are not actual people. They they were God's two witnesses for uh, the entire church age, which lasted almost 2,000 years. So they're not actual people. They... They are a figure to represent something. And, and let's see what they represent. Uh, well, let, actually, we'll state what they represent, and then we'll see from the Bible how that's so. The two witnesses are a figure used by God to represent the Word of God, the Bible, as it operated within the churches during the 1260-day period, and then then after uh, the three and a half days, they're lying dead, they rise up again. Well, then it, it is representing the Word of God, the Bible, as it operated outside of the churches. Uh, but the two witnesses uh, can be understood to be the law and the prophets. Uh, for instance, in Matthew chapter 7, In Matthew 7, it says in verse 12, Therefore all things, whatsoever ye would that men should do unto you, do ye even so to them, for this is the law and the prophets. And that's a reference to the word of God. In Matthew 11, verse 13, it says, For all the prophets and the law prophesied until John. You see, the Word of God, the Old Testament Bible, prophesied. Remember, we talked about that, how how um, all Scripture was given by inspiration of God and holy men of old. Um, in Second Peter chapter 1, verse 21, For the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. The prophecy is... The Bible. For all the prophets and the law prophesied, the word of God was declared, until John. The, the law and the prophets represent the Old Testament scripture, which was all the Bible that there was until John, until the New Testament period, until the coming of the Messiah. In Matthew chapter 22, it says in, uh, beginning in verse 37, in Matthew 22:37, Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets, the whole Bible, the whole whole scripture hangs on loving God and loving our neighbor as ourselves. And uh, there there are numerous verses we could go to. Let's also look at Romans 3 in verse 21. 
But now the righteousness of God without the law is manifested, being witnessed by the law and the prophets. The Bible itself is the witness. The the Bible itself is the testimony. You see how the law and the prophets are the two witnesses of God. They witness to the the truth that God speaks. They witness to the things that God declares. In Luke chapter 16, Luke 16, in uh, verse 29 through 31, it says there, Abraham saith unto him, They have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. And he said, Nay, Father Abraham, but if one went unto them from the dead, they will repent. And he said unto him, If they hear not Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded, though one rose from the dead. Now, here, it doesn't say law and the prophets, but Moses, because God used Moses to write the first five books of the Bible that are known as the Pentateuch or as the law. And and this is actually a good place to go to prove that Moses can typify the law of God. He He here is used synonymously with the law. Moses and the prophets. That names one of the two witnesses that God is using as a figure in our verse in Revelation. Now in uh, Matthew 17, we find uh, the interesting account of the Mount of Transfiguration. And it is interesting that Jesus is um, shining brilliantly uh, as the sun, as he's transfigured before them. And who appears with him? Two men, Moses and Elijah. In Matthew 17, in verse 1, it says, And after six days, Jesus taketh Peter, James, and John, his brother, and bringeth them up into a high mountain apart, and was transfigured before them, and his face did shine as the sun, and his raiment was white as the light. And behold, there appeared unto them Moses and Elias, talking with him. Then answered Peter, and said unto Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If thou wilt, let us make here three tabernacles, one for thee, and one for Moses, and one for Elias. While he yet spake, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and behold, a voice out of the cloud, which said, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Hear ye him. Jesus and the two witnesses, Jesus and Moses and Elijah, uh, Elias, um, as it's spoken in the Greek, and, but Elijah from the Old Testament are with the Lord Jesus Christ. Why are they with him? Because they stand by the Lord of the earth. That's what we read in uh, Zechariah. In Zechariah chapter 4, where the two witnesses are drawn from, the reference to them comes right out of the book of Zechariah. Zechariah 4, verse 11. Then answered I and said unto him, Whether these two olive trees upon the right side of the candlestick and upon the left side thereof? And I answered again and said unto him, What be these two olive branches which 
through the two golden pipes empty the golden oil out of themselves? And he answered me and said, Knowest thou not what these be? And I said, No, my Lord. Then said he, These are the two anointed ones that stand by the Lord of the whole earth. And that is the figure that God is using as Moses and Elijah stand by the Lord on the Mount of Transfiguration. Moses, who is completely identified with the law, he is the one God gave the law to. The Jews grew up linking together, identifying Moses with the law. And Elijah was a great prophet, one of the greatest of the prophets of God. They represent the word of God, the scripture, the law and the prophets, or Moses and the prophets. Now, Elijah is a single prophet, but he is picturing all the prophets. Um, You have Moses who wrote the law, and then you have uh, the prophets who God moved in to deliver the rest of the Old Testament Bible. And and so Elijah is typifying those prophets. Now we can know this is the case, that the two witnesses represent Moses and Elijah, when we uh, read a little further in Revelation 11, we, we know verse 3 says, I will give power unto my two witnesses. And then verse 4 These are the two olive trees and the two candlesticks standing before the God of the earth. And that identifies with what we just read in Zechariah 4. And then in verse 5 and 6, And if any man will hurt them, fire proceedeth out of their mouth and devoureth their enemies. And if any man will hurt them, he must in this manner be killed. These have power to shut heaven, that it rain not in the days of their prophecy, and have power over waters to turn them to blood, and to smite the earth with all plagues as often as they will. These, meaning the two witnesses, have power to shut heaven, that it rain not in the days of their prophecy. Now, who does that remind us of? Well, that reminds us of Elijah. Elijah is the prophet that shut heaven course, all according to the will of God, in 1 Kings 17, in verse 1, it says there, And Elijah the Tishbite, who was of the inhabitants of Gilead, said unto Ahab, As Jehovah God of Israel liveth, before whom I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain these years, but according to my word. And also in the New Testament, in the epistle of James, God also mentions the shutting of heaven. In James 5, verse 17, Elias was a man subject to like passions as we are. And he prayed earnestly that it might not rain, and it rained not on the earth by the space of three years and six months. And he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth brought forth her fruit. So the two witnesses are said to have the power to shut heaven, that it rain not in the days of their prophecy. And and we have seen that Elijah and Moses are 
the perfect candidates to represent these two witnesses, since God speaks of the law and the prophets, and this information concerning shutting heaven fits Elijah perfectly. It, it is what he is uh, most known for, actually, that he did uh, bring this dearth or where there was no water for the period of three years and six months. Well, but what about the rest of verse 6? These have power to shut heaven, that it rain not in the days of their prophecy, and have power over waters to turn them to blood, and to smite the earth with all plagues as often as they will. Now, it, uh, it says the two witnesses can turn water to blood, and they can smite the earth with plagues. Who identifies with that kind of language? Well, that is Moses. Because in Exodus chapter 7, when God sent Moses to deliver his people Israel and to confront Pharaoh and to demand their release, we read in Exodus 7.17, Thus saith Jehovah, In this thou shalt know that I am Jehovah. Behold, I will smite with the rod that is in mine hand upon the waters which are in the river, and they shall be turned to blood, and the fish that is in the river shall die, and the river shall stink, and the Egyptians shall loathe to drink of the water of the river. Moses stretched forth the rod, and he turned the, the river of Egypt to blood. Also, in Exodus chapter 9, it was Moses that the Lord sent, it says in Exodus 9, verse 13 and 14, And Jehovah said unto Moses, Rise up early in the morning, and stand before Pharaoh, and say unto him, Thus saith Jehovah God of the Hebrews, Let my people go, that they may serve me. For I will at this time send all my plagues upon thine heart, and upon thy servants, and upon thy people, that thou mayest know that there is none like me in all the earth. God used Moses to turn water to blood. God used Moses to bring plagues upon Egypt. And and that matches perfectly with Revelation 11, verse 6. We, we have the shutting of heaven, uh, that it rain not, um, identifying with Elijah and turning the waters to blood and smiting the earth with all plagues, identifying with Moses, the law and the prophets. God speaks. God uses his word to bring judgment upon men. And the law and the prophets typify the word of God up until the point of, uh, of course, the completion of the Bible. But uh, they... They can be used and are being used in Revelation 11 to represent the entire word, the the completed Bible, all scripture. And therefore, when God says in Revelation 11, verse 3, I will give power unto my two witnesses, and they shall prophesy a thousand two hundred and threescore days clothed in sackcloth. Again, the, the Bible is prophecy. And wherever the Bible is, there is prophesying. 
And, and so here the two witnesses shall prophesy for a thousand two hundred and three score days, twelve hundred and sixty days. And, uh, we discussed this a while back, but this is a figure to represent the entire church age also. The, uh, 1955 years of the actual time of the church age from 33 AD until 1988 AD. We, we can know that this is the case if we turn to Revelation 12. It says in verse 5, and she brought forth a man child who was to rule all nations with a rod of iron. And her child was caught up unto God into his throne. And the woman fled into the wilderness where she has a place prepared of God that they should feed her there a thousand two hundred and three score days. That is the same length of time that Revelation 11.3 is speaking of. And, and the woman is the body of believers, the true believers who are in the churches and congregations of the world. Uh, God wanted his people in the church during the church age. You, you know, sometimes you hear people, um, I remember this one person who, uh, who kept saying, oh, I've known the church age was over long ago. And, and she gave a date that was before the end of the church age. And no, uh, no, if anyone was not going to church at that time, in all likelihood they were being disobedient to God unless they, they couldn't. God wanted his people in the congregation at, during the church age. The, the spirit of God was in the midst. It, it was where the word of God was located and, and God had given power unto the two witnesses, Moses and Elijah, representative of the word of God that, uh, that there could be blessing to the members of the churches and congregations of the world through the witness of the scripture. And, uh, but then the 1260 days came to a close and the church age ended. And, and, um, of course we're familiar with that because we've gone through it. We've gone through the great tribulation and now we've come out the other side. We are living in the time after the tribulation, after the judgment which began upon the house of God. Now the judgment is transitioned to all the earth. Well, we'll continue looking at um, the two witnesses when we get together in our next Bible study. Just for now, at this point, remember that the two witnesses are not the body of believers, but Moses and Elijah. They represent the word of God. And then later, when the two witnesses are killed and lying dead in the street for the three and a half days, will not be confused and will not think, oh, that's us. That That's the true believers. Our testimony is finished. No. God removed his spirit from the midst of the churches. And even though they continue to have the Bible, they did not have the power behind the Bible. They did not have the blessing upon the Bible. 
It, it was a dead church at that point once the Holy Spirit came out of the midst. Thanks for joining us for eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies. You can hear these studies Monday through Friday over PalTalk, Skype, eBible Fellowship's webcast audio, or over your phone. For more information or to hear other studies, visit www.ebiblefellowship.com. Until our next study, may the Lord's perfect will be done.